What's up, everyone? This is Jackie, and you're listening to the Let's Talk Avatar podcast. This is a teen-rated podcast, so listener discretion is advised. As a warning, this podcast contains spoilers for The Legend of Korra. I am actually really excited to talk about this episode. Me too. This was like... In the middle of watching it, I was like, man, this episode is what makes season four so good. It is what makes Avatar so good. Yeah. I mean, it's... I mean, we'll just jump right into it. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> yeah, much the whole episode. No leeway into I this. I took notes, but I really... I don't know if I even really need them, but... I watched the episode at like five in the morning this morning, so I didn't... <laughs> oh, on my phone. So I didn't take notes. Um... Yeah, I really don't need much for notes, but um, pretty much the whole episode, the main focus, of course, is the fight, the, the A-plot, between Kavira and, um, I almost said Katara. <laughs> Katara and Korra. Oh my god. Um, between Kavira and Korra, which yeah. is, again, that's what we watch Avatar for. Mm-hmm. It was so cool. No mechs this time, thank god. Uh, like, thank you just god. saw them in the background, but you were like, oh, whatever, I don't care. As long as they're not involved, it's they can be the background, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, agreed. The different colored mechs, depending on what team of the mechs you're on. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, this episode, even with Bolin and um, Varric, like, they're, the stuff they have going on is action-packed. You know, yeah, like, more really that suspenseful, suspensefulness, and then you have Korra and Kuvira. Well, and the thing with the B-plot with uh, Bolin and Varric, it's actually funny this time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the humor that we like. Mm-hmm. But it, except for Todd Hopperkorn playing Batar Jr. kind of oh. <laughs> I When I heard his voice again, I was like, oh my gosh, please just don't speak. The only line that he said that was actually really funny was when the bomb went off. And he was like, he really did blow himself up. Because he said it so, like, he didn't even care. Yeah, like, he just watched yeah. two people blow up, you know, allegedly. Like, wow. He thinks he did. And he's like, he did it. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> that read was perfect for that scene. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But... Anyways, back to the actual plot. <laughs> There's no... Okay, I listened to old episodes with you and Isaac, and you guys did not bounce around the way me and you do. It's hard not to bounce around, you know, because it's like, especially as women, I mean, I don't know if you're necessary. Well, I feel like you and I are always like this. We'll like start talking about one thing, and then all of a sudden we're on a completely different mm-hmm. thing. Yep. We've like gone into like 10 different rabbit holes, and then we're like, wait, what were we talking about <laughs> What originally? was the point of this? <laughs> That's exactly what this is. <laughs> this is the rabbit hole podcast. Yeah, very true. There's, there was only one thing in this episode that bothered me, and it was... Okay, I have a question. Maybe you can answer this, because you know more about the universe than I do. Um, we'll see. How could Bolin, as a lava bender and an earth bender... Well, I guess because it's metal. The cage was metal that they were in. when In the beginning, when they were in, in the prison cell. Oh. How could they, how could he not get out of that? Oh, yeah, probably because it was metal, because he's not a metal bender, right? He doesn't, if you're a lava bender, couldn't you, like, pull that up through the metal? Couldn't you, yeah. I just, I, I, because doesn't metal melt? Was it completely metal? Like, the whole, even the ground? Yeah, I, well, and it's also kind of weird that you would take someone who could potentially be a metal bender, because they're in Kuvira's army, and put them in a place where they could, I don't know. That's totally irrelevant, I was just wondering... Yeah. Or if he's just too lazy to do it. But then I feel also like it would when... be a very Bolin thing not to do something because he's just too lazy. True. Is there some metal that metal benders can't bend, though? I have no idea. I've never, like, I don't know I've if, because, n- like, does it have to do maybe the purity of the metal or something? You know, I don't know. I have no idea. I. It's just, like, with, like, water bending, blood bending, you know? like Yeah. 
Couldn't you essentially, since we have iron in our blood, perform... Or couldn't metal bending? You know what I mean? I never even thought about that before. It's like Magneto. Doesn't he control someone at some point? Yeah. It's like Magneto. Or like pulls like the iron out of someone's blood. You know what I mean? Like in that kind of way. Like could you manipulate someone's body... Because That's you're a metal bender. That's super gruesome, and I would love to know if this is possible. Someone These ask my These are the Mike questions we want answers to. <laughs> Anyways, I just, I was thinking way too much into it. I was like, you know, if he's a lava bender, he could just, like, literally pull the lava up and melt everything. Yeah. But I, anyway. It would be really bad, though, if he did that, and then he realized. They couldn't get out? They couldn't get out, and then they just, like. Burned to death? Yeah. That would also be a very, very boring gruesome. thing. <laughs> and gruesome. Yeah. This is the gruesome podcast, and we just talk about ways to die in the Avatar universe. Oh. Oh my gosh. The, the most horrific deaths in the Avatar universe. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, just, I was those, just thinking yeah. about it and it's been Those are the things I think about too. I get too over analytical about stuff. And it bothers, like when I watch something with Blake, it really bothers him because he'll be like, Okay, this is not related to Avatar in any way, but I know you're going to know what I'm talking about. In K-dramas, nothing bothers me more than when there's a couple driving. It's always the guy driving. And they're talking, and they stare over at the woman for like five minutes. And I'm like, you are in a car crash. Get your eyes back on the road. (laughs) You guys have not survived this. Like, you're not even looking at the road. You've had... I'm literally screaming at my phone like, stare at the road. You're going to die. Every... I'm not... Anytime there's someone driving... That happens. And I just want to, you know, as an actor, you would think, like, how can I make this realistic? Am I going to take my my eyes off the road for longer? The longest I think I saw, it was, oh, oh it was, it was the actor from, um, what's, what's it called? Oh, um, Reply 1988. Is that the one that we watched? We watched 1997. Eight, 97. Okay. It's the main guy with the eye. Him. <laughs> Maybe it was, it was Doom at Your Service. I saw a clip of it. Oh. And he's in the car just staring at her for like 30 seconds. And I'm like, you're dead. You've been in a car accident. You know what's funny is that was a show I was thinking about when you were mentioning it. Because I just recently watched that show. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I just saw a show recently. Now that you mentioned who it is. Yeah. I was just like, man. But I was also staring at his eye the whole time. Very impressed. <laughs> I'm like, you've come a long way. <laughs> the crooked eye is gone. <laughs> But anyway, um, not related to um, Avatar. Oh but my god! It's Back stuff on topic. like that. Like, do they not think about that stuff? You know, when you're creating a show, I think we think too to... much about it sometimes. I, I do. I definitely do. So um, yeah, <laughs> just little things that bother Rachel's pet peeves in shows. Yeah. Just look for it now. No, <laughs> yeah, now I'm gonna. Every time I watch something, you're gonna send me a message. You're gonna be like, like the show. <laughs> he looked away for seven seconds. <laughs> um, I feel like this episode it was so good, but it was just very action packed that I don't really have like a whole lot to say. You know? Yeah. It. It's one of those things where again, it probably could have been wrapped up a little sooner. But I'm not upset because it wasn't the little kids. Going back to the first episode I mean, of the podcast. I mean, we a preview of them. But... Oh, don't remind me. When they're with the oh, Simeon's son. I don't, yeah, I don't like him. He's just, I'm like, why are you there? Why? What is your purpose besides to, like, add another, like, humor aspect to Which it? Which they don't need anymore. Yeah. Like, I you have Beric like... and he goes overboard most of the time. Yeah, well, I agree. Well, and I feel like the longer uh, Cora went on the more characters they added because you go back to season one 
And it really was just the core four. Oh, yeah. And it was great. Yeah, yeah. there were side characters, but they weren't such a focus. And now in this season, the more I think about it, of course, the beginning of this season, we didn't see Korra a lot anyways. So it's even more obvious. Yeah. But you look at, like, how much focus they're putting on the Airbender kids or Suyin's family, and it's like, I just don't care. I yeah. Do, there's just too much going on. They're interesting plots. It's not that it's not interesting. It's not that it's not well-written. It just is that we've already spent three seasons with a core four. Mm-hmm. Except Asami didn't really say much for a little bit there. But, you know, like... <laughs> She's still We haven't really. seen Mako now in, like, three episodes. Yeah. He's all He's fucking with around Earth with Earth King. King. Yeah. <laughs> Out shopping or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, you know, and I would rather know what Mako's doing and have him be there and be a part of it than oh, yeah. hear a single word from... I don't know that guy's name. No, I don't know his name at all. That's how I irrelevant ever he is. I've learned it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when you watch Avatar The Last Airbender and you are surround, You're constantly... It's just the game. Yeah. You know? Like, that's what your focus is. You you are wrapped up in them. And then you get to Korra and it's like, by this point, by season four... There is no gang, pretty much. Like, yeah, exactly. You you have everyone doing their own thing, and it's like, as an Avatar fan, you want to see the group working together. Absolutely. And you're getting everyone else's perspectives. We don't care about them. It's just, like, and Milo's painting, and... That Iki's whole scene like, was just irrelevant. Why? What, it didn't for, need to be For there. Janora to pop up, which Janora is the only airbender I care about, honestly. She's the only one that's useful. She is. She's interesting, too. I think they did a good job with her character. I think that if they would have just focused on her when it comes to the airbender kids it wouldn't have been so bad yeah i totally agree but you're absolutely right with the last airbender i think a lot of people are fans of that show because of the solid friendships that exist like that group is just best friends saving the world how cool is that and the dynamics of it oh it's so great everyone has something to bring and they're at the end of the day their kids are gonna fight they're gonna have their issues absolutely but yeah they're friends for life obviously like we obviously yeah and cora like how life is played so wholesome rip Sokka. oh my god okay Sokka was my favorite character (sighs) in last airbender and the fact that he's gone is just depressing honestly Thanks for Kill off. Sorry. Wow. Sorry. Wow. To say it. Oh my gosh. I have to say it. Everyone knows how much I really don't. I I say this a lot, so I feel like people think I really do hate her. I don't hate Toph as a character because she is very interesting. And every time I watch Avatar: The Last Airbender, I get hyped knowing she's going to be coming into the show. Definitely. But I just don't care about her as much as I do Sokka. You know? Yeah. No, Sokka I understand gives me that. a whole lot more than what she does. I think part of it's because. Sokka in the beginning is sort of this like misogynistic can I say douchebag on this podcast yeah right. he's like a misogynistic (laughs) douchebag there's no other way to describe him he's kind of a jerk yeah and he thinks he's better than he is and he's you know kind of anti-bending and all this other stuff but we watch him grow so much and mature so much just in the last airbender yeah without losing the core personality that it's Sokka yeah but with Toph I love Toph, too. You know, I, 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 it's one of those things I'm in the same boat where, like, I get hyped about Toph. I think Toph's a great character. I think she's great representation. But she doesn't, as we can see, even in Korra with the appearance she had, she's, like, 80 years old. I mean, I don't know how yeah. to do it. Something like that. You know, she's, she's got to be more than 80. She's, like, super old. But she's still the exact same as she was when she was a little girl. You're telling me... She, she never matured. matured. Like, she has two kids. She just never got <laughs> Two kids past. from two different guys. Yeah. She just never grew up ever at any point. And it, you could, the thing is, you can maintain the core personality that is Toph 
while still having her mature like they did with Sokka. Because I'm sorry, I'm not the same person that I was when I was 10, 11, 12 years oh, old. Yeah. I'm not. No one is. Yeah, exactly. Because who you are then, like, I was a brat. I was exactly like Toph, except for I wasn't blind. I was just a bitch for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't cool, you know. But I grew up and I changed. And the core, like, rebelliousness and cockiness that I had when I was a kid, I still have now. Mm-hmm. But I'm not a jerk about it. Yeah, yeah. And Toph is still strikes me as kind of just, just off-putting. yeah. I don't know. This suddenly turned into the Toph podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, not, I mean, I don't know. It's just one of those things. I don't dislike her. I think she is a great character and she brings a lot to the show. But I just can't. I don't get how people obsess over her all the time. You know? Yeah, I, I can't. But people also hate on Katara a lot. and I Okay, love- I was one of those people that hated this. <laughs> I, uh, we've had this conversation. Yeah, we have. I really like Katara, but I feel like I like Katara a lot because I really identify with her. Like, her control freakness, okay, yeah. her, the way she is as a sister. Like, it's literally, I, I feel like that's me as a person. I can you see know? that, yeah. So... I think that's why, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's times where I'm like, Katara, shut up. Like, you are going <laughs> overboard. But she's only 14 years old. Exactly. So we, ex- you know, it's And she's it's lost her mom. Enough. She's gone through oh, a lot yeah. of trauma. She's trying to figure life out, you know. And be, even though she's the little sister, be a big sister for Sokka. Yeah, because that's mom what Sokka role. needs. Yeah, He needs exactly. the mom. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> now we're just talking about Avatar <laughs> We... Avatar The Last Airbender, in general, I could go on for hours without any kind of show to, uh, I mean, oh, episode to go off of. Same. I mean, well, we've done that before. Yeah. We've, like, sat- for, I'm pretty sure for, like, four or five hours, yeah. we just sat and talked about Avatar. Easily. And that's the thing. Multiple it's, times. Korra is not a bad show. I think it's a good show, but it's lacking what, for, it's just lacking something that The Last Airbender had, because we can't sit here and go on. I mean, there's some things that I could contemplate and, and we could discuss about Korra, but it's never about the characters. Mm-hmm. The characters just aren't as fleshed out, and I think part of it is because they added way too many characters. Yeah. And for every second they spend on Milo, they could have spent that on Mako, Bolin, Korra, mm-hmm. for fuck's sake. Yeah. Or Asami. Yeah. But they didn't. They spent too much time on everything else. My first note, without Milo, show would be better. <laughs> True. We are the anti-Milo squad in this house. Yes. I'm sorry. Milo is the worst character in all of Korra. Absolutely, 100%. Like, get that shit head out of here. Oh, he varicked himself. That is, he, that, that was a good... That, I thought that was funny. <laughs> there are some lines like, noodle-wasted, do the thing... He varicked himself. There was something else. I can't remember what it was. That Back when the show was first airing, me and my, the group of friends I had back then. I didn't know you yet. That's sad. Um, we used to use those all the time because we were nerds. Oh, um, one thing that they did really good with this show was, um, this episode in particular, was show how Cora's PTSD was impacting her. Yeah. I think oh, they did that right. really well. Yeah. I just wrote PTSD and I was like, oh. PTSD. Yeah, because you think, like, she's fixed all of a sudden. You think that, like, oh, she got all the metal out of her so she can go back to normal. But she still has all of that trauma. Exactly. And PTSD of everything that's happened. Well, and I think that it's good that they did it the way they did because it seemed like, like, the first season, I think I said this in a previous episode, it was a cool scene and everything, but it seemed like it just sort of wiped away all of what she'd been through. Mm-hmm. And at least now, like, even if the physical aspects have been fixed, there's still addressing how trauma continues to impact you it's not that easy of a fix and it's something you 
it's a good it's a good topic a good theme i think yeah i agree the fight scene between Korra and Kuvira, I really, you know, when you watch uh, these episodes and it's like good and evil fighting, right? You, you know, you have to pick sides. You hate to see the person you're rooting for get beaten up. And that's what happens in this. And you're like, oh, come on, Korra. And then she does go into the Avatar state. And I'm like, wait, are you gonna, are you going to kill her? Because you got this big giant rock. Like, what? <laughs> I was like, you're not going to, like, just, like, arrest her or something or, like... No, she's putting a tank to this. <laughs> yeah, you're, like, going to full-on kill her. And she obviously can't because of her PTSD. And then Kuvira is like, oh, I knew you were too weak to do anything. You know? Oof. And it's... it's Ruth, like, Kuvira is so ruthless. Which she is, yeah. we'll talk about later on, too, towards the end, how her character Yeah, I have so much. I have know, so much to say about Kuvira's character. It's It's just, like... Oh, I just don't like her right now. They do a good job. Like, you like her in the way of a villain. Like, they did really well with her. But you don't like her, which is when you know they did a good job. Because you really don't. I Like, for me, you want to see Korra succeed because she's been failing so much lately. Like, she's been so down on herself. She's, She's gone through so many rough things the past three years. So you want her to succeed. You want something. You want her to feel like she's triumphed. You yeah, know, like, absolutely. Ha- overcome something, and she still hasn't. So it's kind of depressing because you're like, oh, I believe in you, Cora. I want you to, like, be the Avatar and, and be who you're supposed to be. But she obviously, she still can't. Yeah. And that fight scene is just like, oh, you just want to go up to Kavir and be like, stop. <laughs> Punch her. <laughs> Even Iki isn't that bad. You know, she's just there, really, a lot of the time. Milo is... If a kid was written by an adult who thinks they're a kid. Yeah. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. It just, it doesn't feel authentic mm-hmm. at all. And he, how is he just on 24-7? Just joke. Well, and joke, not only that, joke. but his personality doesn't make sense. Because it's like, he's a very, like, ADHD type personality. Very hyper, very on the go, very like, oh, I can't sit still. I have to be doing something all the time. My brain's always running. Mm-hmm. But he's also very, like, a th- um like authoritative you know like dim, like gives demands and you see it all throughout the seasons like they give little snippets of him doing like even with the the lemurs like in the in the whistle and creating this army and you know like just his response to stuff as i'm like it's very conflicting you know yeah it doesn't make sense to me and i think that's one of the reason why i just don't care about him I just don't like kid characters. Yes. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Yeah, so there's that's my problem. But yeah, I never thought about that before, about his character being two totally opposite ends, more or less. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't feel like he belongs in that family. No, not at all. You got his mom's personality. But, but then you see Pema, and she's like the most like kind-hearted. Like she's like, I mean, she gets upset at stuff too, but she's also like not even there. <laughs> what about Rohan, the little brother? Where's he at? <laughs> Isn't he, like, an, a freaking fetus still? He's been a fetus for, like, three years now. Come on. <laughs> I actually forgot Rohan existed. <laughs> I forget that Pema exists. I actually forgot Tenzin existed this season. Like, we yeah, really we, haven't. I would rather see Tenzin than, than the kids at this point. Yeah, Except and for Tenzin Genora. really bothers me a lot of the time. Really? Yeah. Well, this is turning into a not even about. This is like <laughs> this a is character like, what analysis. What do we hate most about Korra <laughs> podcast? We've gone from the uh, the hating on Milo. Then we were talking about the Toph podcast. Now it's the just hate on Korra in general podcast. 
We love this show, though. We do. As much as uh, that's, but that's part of loving a show. You have to also be able to look at it, it look at the things you hate Absolutely. about it, and acknowledge you know? them. Yeah. Well, and it, it just makes the things that are so good about it that much better. Because as annoying as that scene with when the kids was, I knew that once it was over, I was gonna get back to the good stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's when you know a show is good, or that it it, it really sticks with you, is when you're willing to endure the yeah. bad stuff. Yes. Like beyond all the bad stuff. It still caught your attention enough to keep you watching. Absolutely. That's what Cora is. Just keep getting past Milo, <laughs> everything, the, the mech, everything else in between, and you'll find something you enjoy. <laughs> I hope if you're listening to this podcast, you are enjoying Cora, because I don't know why else you'd be listening yeah, to this no, podcast. <laughs> Although it sounds like we're making a podcast about a show we don't like. Yeah. No, we love Cora. Yeah. Yeah. We're here for Cora. Yeah. We want to see Cora succeed. Yeah. I also would be interested in who the next Avatar would be. That's a whole other topic. <laughs> what's next in the... What's next anyways? Earth? Earth. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Kiyoshi was the last one. Uh-huh. I still haven't even read that book that Blake got me. I haven't either that you got from me because yeah. I was waiting for you. <laughs> we'll do I'm an gonna... episode about it when we read it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm waiting for. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm that's what I'm waiting that. for. I'm going to wait and wait till we get there. <laughs> I want to collect everything Avatar related. Like all the comics. I mean, I have most of the comics, but I haven't kept up to date. I think after Smoke and Shadows, no, North, North and South, I haven't kept up. And I didn't collect any of the Korra comics. I haven't read any of them. I have read the first Korra comic. I read the Suki comic, though. I got it. Oh, was it good? Yeah. It just... It makes me love her even more, like her character, who she is as a person. It's just really good because it's all about Suki and like it takes it's about her at um, Boiling Rock. Oh, right. Yeah. And so it's just like you see like inside her mind, you know, who she is, what she goes through and just like the type of leader she is. People who hate on Suki, I'm Why like Why would you? Suki she was is... one of my favorite characters. Oh yeah. I mean easily. side character anyways, cuz we didn't she didn't get as much attention as she deserved. I felt yeah. like as soon as she was introduced, I was like, "Oh, I hope this chick sticks around. She's awesome." Yeah. So we got Toph. <laughs> Don't remind me. Oh, I would take Suki over Toph Absolutely. in a heartbeat. Absolutely. Suki for me is one of my absolute favorite characters she just has such a beginning absolutely yeah since i mean what episode was that she appeared in like the third episode or something yeah i mean it's the very beginning but she has such a good head on her shoulders oh yeah and she truly wants what's best for people exactly and she wants to help wherever she can you know and she's sokka's love interest and they go so well together she's so good for him because he is in the very in the very beginning so misogynistic and like well i'm a man so i should be able to do this and and then she just like you know, brings it back down physically. Yeah, she you know, beats, exactly. him, beats it into him, and he needs that. They're so good together. She beats him up. <laughs> she beats him up when he talks badly about women. You know. Yeah, he learned his lesson. This is. <laughs> We're just talking about Avatar: The Last Airbender now. This is Sorry, not. This I episode is not is nothing to do with the episode we watched. No, at not at all. Well, it's like I said, this was such a good episode. It really was, but it was a lot of action, which I love. Don't get me wrong. But because it's action, it's like you really. I mean, we, I mean, we could like analyze the fight choreography and stuff, but that's not what we do on this podcast. Yeah, so I about that. I, know. I don't have the time <laughs> ever to sit there and analyze. I'll analyze how long people don't look at a road in a show, but yeah, you're scenes. counting. You're like his <laughs> eyes are off the road. One, like, one, Mississippi, two, Mississippi. <laughs> I'm like, how long was Cora in the air when Kuvira hit her? Um, 
There are some things, though, with the animation. I mean, Avatar does such a good job, anim- like we've talked about before, animating these fight scenes, making it interesting. But then there's sometimes where I'm like, that flip, there's no way she would have ended. She would have landed like that. But that's as um, analytical as I get when it comes to fight scenes. That's funny because with um, Avatar, it's one of the few franchises where I don't pay attention to that stuff. Really? Yeah, I just... Otherwise, I'm very anal about that, too. Super anal. But, yeah, in Avatar, I just like, eh. Although, like, yeah, hitting someone with a giant rock, if they're not dead. Digimon? The punch. <laughs> Marcus's punch. Oh, my God. <laughs> First of all, his vertical is greater than any NBA player. His oh, vertical yeah. is 100 feet. He ju- leaps 100 feet in the air and punches a fucking Digimon in the face. You're going to have to cut that out because I said the F word, but... <laughs> Not even relevant to Avatar anyways. <laughs> Thanks just, for reminding me. <laughs> we're just relating everything we possibly can. You know, not related again, but what would be fun <laughs> is a Digimon. Let's talk Digimon kind of thing, you know? I would love to do that. I would too. I want to rewatch it. Yeah. It's been a while. I want to get Chloe into it. Yes, make her a Digimon fan. Yeah. Blake's hardcore obsessed with Pokemon right now. There's nothing, no, there's nothing there. And I can't have that. Exactly. I cannot have her. What is she going to learn with Pokemon? Yeah, exactly. To collect dogs and fight them? Yeah. Nothing. Dog fights? Like, we ain't about that here. No, no. We can't condone that, so. No. No, Digimon. You're going to see her collecting mice and having them fight each other. (laughs) I would be like... We're praying over you because there's something wrong. We're doing some kind of, like, exorcism here because I can't have, first of all, I can't have mice in my house and you fighting them and saying, Pikachu, I choose you. <laughs> I'm just imagining her right now at two years old doing that. I'm like, No, oh my God, that's so funny to me. Thanks for listening to the Let's Talk Avatar podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Let's Talk Avatar and on Facebook at Non-Essential Media. We appreciate your support and we will see you next episode.